T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You've waited all week, and now the wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Mike. My guest today is the star of the number one morning show in Boston. That is, if you include the Providence writings, of course. Right. It's Kirk Minahan. What's going on, Kirk? What's up, Mike? What's going on? How nice are you? Be, I appreciate uh, you doing this. No, I, I couldn't wait. I was very excited. Like, <laughs> I imagine. doing a show and then schlepping in the stu- my studio. I imagine. My podcast studio and doing a podcast with you. On yeah. The, uh, I've noticed, you know, they really classed it up for you. They've got the uh, 850 logo still in here. Yeah, no, of course. So really, welcome, they spare welcome, no expense. Welcome to fucking intercom. Yes, <laughs> that's how we do it here. Headphones aren't working. No. Um, you know, I appreciate you. I, I said this to you last time I had you on my old podcast. I remember, right? I forgot that. Yeah. I appreciate a guy like you doing this because some people- uh, you know, I have no respect for that little guy, including uh, <laughs> including a little guy himself, your pal Mutt. He's not doing it? I've, I've asked him, so I asked him before the first time you came on. Yeah. And he told me something about getting back to him at the All-Star break because he was busy with baseball stuff. It, it seemed like a lot of bullshit He's, to me. About this podcast? About, it was my old, this was oh, my old oh, podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Have you asked him to go on this one yet? Uh, so then I saw him at that uh, T-Mobile event that he did. Okay. You know, I, I granted, when there's thousands of fans rushing him, it's tough to get a minute in how bad was it was it empty or oh god <laughs> yeah, uh, i think like three or four people came he and said hey, Mutt, what's going on so he didn't quite turn me down but i said yeah you know uh i've kind of wanted to start having guests and yeah. it's uh it's been a little tough okay and i'm ramping up to ask him right. and he goes you know you should have chris curtis book the show for you I really like, i was like that's a bizarre i'm not gonna go to the guy on the number one yeah, morning he's show got other hey, stuff to do book my show for me right yes uh so yeah mutt kind of skirted around so i'm this. saying yes before mutt saying yes yes absolutely. why would you want that mutt on i mean that's a good question I mean, it's honestly, just like he's like we, we i know to ask to- him about you basically i didn't think you'd do it right so basically why, why to ask him about we've you. done done the show before like yeah, I got, I, I, i'm here i, got I no have very problem. i have very you low self-confidence ask me anything you want i am here to help out the uh what's the name of the podcast uh trash talk trash talk yeah i get it uh thank you yeah double on time right i got it um so what I want to start with asking you is, uh, you mm-hmm. told me last time I had you on, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, mm-hmm. that while the uh, Dennis and Callahan show was still going on- Oh, is that right? You so were- was that uh, long? Was it that long yes, ago? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and you told me, even during that time, I think it was kind of towards the end, yeah. I think maybe John made it obvious he was leaving or something. Yeah. But you told me that uh, you would talk to Mark the Beatle Bertrand about doing a show together. Like that's leaving, true. So that, no. That is true. <laughs> well, that's true. <clears throat> Sorry. Um- so Bertrand and I met at the uh, the old Papa Gino's, which is down the street down here. It's gone now. Like three years ago, I was looking to leave the morning show because I didn't want to do the show the way it was anymore. John was still there. Jerry was there. It was a different kind of show. I had sort of been burnt out. I wanted to try a different show. The afternoon show at that point was sort of up in the air. It was, they hadn't yet named Dale and Holly full-time. They were rotating. And management said to me, uh, if you want to, we don't want you to. We want you to stay in the morning. But if you really feel like you can't do it, we're willing to talk about doing afternoons. You can talk to some people, maybe a potential partner. One of the guys was Bertrand, who I kind of right. knew, didn't really know. We had lunch together, and we talked. And I like Bertrand and everything, but it really, we are two different personalities. I don't think it really would have worked. I'm not sure his fear goes outside of sports as much as I like. 
The other one was Ordway, who's there right now doing his show. We had dinner one night in Burlington. Me, Ordway, Kevin Graham, the old program director, Phil Zachary, the old general manager at the station. Um, and that was really it. And by the time I was sort of done with that process, I kind of had an idea of where the morning show was going to go in the year or two going forward. I got some assurances. Uh, and then I felt okay about it. The other guy was Mutt. Um, but they kind of they, they wanted me to stay in the mornings. I think the most important part of the day for radio stations, the mornings, right. where the most revenue is generally. It kind of sets the tone for the day. It's the most important show at the station. And I think they wanted to keep me there and John and Jerry, and they tried to balance that as long as they could. Uh, and then once they couldn't, they said, okay, we, this is the way we want to do it going forward. But, yeah, Bertrand and I had lunch at Papa Gino's, I'm going to say, three years, two and a half, three years ago. I'd say probably three years ago, maybe even more. Gresh, so, oh, well, Gresh must have still been yeah, I think Yeah, I think Beetle was still on Felger and Mazda. Had, had to have been. Yeah. Had to have been. Yeah, yeah. had to have been. So, basically, the, so I kind of got this from your tone now, but the question I wanted to ask was, obviously, did you know then that that wouldn't have worked? Or because I've heard you talk about uh, Zarbano wanting Bertrand in the morning show. Well, yeah. So so you knew that at well, the time it know, wouldn't work? I, wouldn't know, I don't even know that it wouldn't have worked. For all I know, Bertrand is ready to go and fight me about everything and we yeah. have a great time and they go on the ride. What I know now is that I am inflexible in how I want to do a show. Right. Not, the ratings might not always be great. Um, people may not like it. People may want me to do more stuff. I'm going to do the stuff I want to do. I don't know if Mark would have been long willing to go for the ride. I know Jerry is, Jerry is obviously more flexible, willing, and good at it. Um, but uh, you, you mentioned Bertrand, yeah. So, I, so with Mark, you know, I, I, I don't know that. I, I, I can't really answer that. But I think, I think Bertrand also wanted to stay there. He liked it there. He had a good thing going with Mike and Tony. And I think he knew there was a chance that something was going to open up and take that. And it's, I mean, it's worked out for him. Uh, you mentioned doing the show the way you want. Are you able to do that here now? With the, well, I think the... much better than say two yeah. or three months ago. You know, we're okay. battling a lot of stuff. We're definitely have people trying to bring us down all the time, and that's okay. Like I'm. You know, I, I tell the story is that, you know, the thing with Fourier happened and then uh, we had that sensitivity training and we wound up going to uh, spring training at Fort Myers. Jerry's voice was shot. I was in a shitty mood. We did the first segment, went to the break at 630 or whatever it was. And I turned to him and I said, I, I, I think we're f- fucking done. I, I don't know how we're going to do this going forward. And we got more and more comfortable. And about, I'd say a month or so ago, I finally said, I'm sick of even pretending to appease People who fucking hate us. They right. hate us. They're going to try and bring us down. So go for it. Knock yourselves out. Dude, call as many people as you want. Call advertisers. Badger people. Try and make them, guilt them, shame them in doing shit. But I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to even, to an extent that I was, which wasn't much, I'm not going to try and placate people. There's no fucking, you are never going to make those people happy. Never. It's never going to happen. Yeah. The uh, the big threat, uh, for for lack of a better term, that you make is uh, a lot of times when management puts restrictions on you, you bring a bar stool. Yeah. How... First of all, it seems like Portnoy likes you. That must be nice. I can't imagine what that's like. No kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, what? How often have you actually talked to him? Because you make reference to it a lot, but I don't know how much of it is. Not a, much. A joke. We text back and forth a little bit, and we talked on the phone a couple of times. We get along really well. I yeah. obviously I have a lot of respect for him. I think he does for me, for my talent. Also, I think we have pretty good chemistry together when we're on the air and and whatever. Um, <clears throat> and he has always said, when you get fired, you can have a job at Bristol, right. which is going to happen. And, and I, when I get fired, which will, whether it's next year or next week or four years from now, it's a nice option to have. Um, but, you know, I, you know Dave probably about as well as I do, important as well as I do. He's, he's not a guy who's going to let you in a lot. Sure. You know, but no, but I mean, it's, you know, I've not listened to as much Barstool Radio as I probably should have at this point. I've listened to some. I uh, saw so they removed What's-Her-Face from the mornings. Um uh, uh, Julie Stewart Binks, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They got I rid of her. She, yeah, I think that was a disaster, right? Right. It wasn't really working. 
I think they're learning, like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't as easy as we thought it was. They were be. they were trying different things where it's like I think that show was their version of trying to like let's branch out from the usual Barstool brand. Nobody I wants think, to hear I that. Did, it didn't work. Right. Yeah. No, listen, Barstool people don't want to hear that. So they tried it, it didn't work. Uh but you know, the uh, look, obviously you know it's a fucking runaway train. Right. Um you know, I I can't explain really the appeal of it. Just uh, I mean, I know they do a lot of good stuff, but the loyalty is unbelievable. It's crazy, yeah. It's it's unprecedented. The fact that I haven't been there in a year and a half and I'm still like recognized by people. <laughs> yeah, it's that's it's, that, it's, exactly. It's, that I did nothing there really right, other than right. make a few dumb videos, you know. Right, right. Um so it is pretty crazy. But do you how well do you think everyone says uh, I've heard a lot Minahan would fit great at Barstool. I don't know if that's true. Oh yeah. How, How well do you think you would fit in? There? Let me hear why you don't think that's true. Um I think you don't subscribe to as much as the uh the the frat boy culture. I think a lot no. of the stuff that they do you would kind of find kind of stupid. Like what? Uh you know, Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah, that's not my college thing. football stuff and all not that. Not my thing. But you know I think Barstool could use I think Barstool could use somebody who within the Barstool world who mocks the Barstool world. Yeah. They could use a little inside self-deprecation at this point because That's true. It's, it's becoming sort of a corporatized situation. Somebody who says almost an ombudsman in the building that's like, "This isn't fucking funny." Right? Like a spelling bee? Like that's not that funny. <laughs> right, like right, I mean, right. like you know, or like Saturdays for the boys? Like really? That's well. Not the that problem funny. with that is, I think Portnoy doesn't have a great capacity to make fun of himself. Well, uh, he, he does better than you think. I I, I he, found we go at it. He's pretty good about it. By certain people, like he'll let Big Cat make fun of him, KFC, you, guys he respects. Right. But I think if they just hired an outsider to be the ombudsman, like you well, said, Well, I think it's got to be somebody, him, right, who has some, and I would say have a loose connection with yeah. that world. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, but also Barstool does a tremendous amount of sports talk. Sure. Like uh, within the, that, that you know. Like and national space. It would have to be college, college football. football which, I just would, which I would just say that Portnoy, like I'm, just so you know, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, this will be more of a sort of a, you know, a, a topic-based show, story of the day stuff, gossip stuff, radio drama stuff, and, you know, it's kind of what we do now with some sports mixed in. Do you think there would ever, would this ever be an option uh, if you left DEI for whatever reason, that you or you and Jerry or whoever you were with did something like what Glenn did when he left? Because people mock Ordway for what he tried. <clears throat> he tried. I think... That was a great idea, maybe a few years ahead of its time, and I think Ordway might not have been the guy to do it. Well, here's the thing. But here's, I think you could be. Right. Here's the problem with what Glenn tried to do, is he tried to do the same, you call it Big Show on He Unfiltered, tried to get back on was, radio. Right. But which it, was, it wasn't, they would bleep swears. Right. It was a radio and, yeah. show, yeah. which it wasn't like, they talked about stuff that you could hear on the radio. Right. So a few weeks ago when I thought there's a chance I might be out of a job, uh, as there always happens every few months or so, I just tweeted out randomly. You know, would you be willing to pay? I just picked a random price. I think it was four nine. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying. I got that. a lot of got like a thousand responses. A lot of reaction for me. And it was about thirty five percent yes and sixty five percent no, which I would have taken twenty five percent yes. Sure. You know, do I think? I, I don't know what the price is. Do I think there's a spot for somebody who is free of anything? They can criticize any institution they want. They can do anything they want, free of it. Don't have to worry about any restrictions at all. No advertisers. Would you pay three ninety nine a month if it's somebody you think you really like and would listen to every day for say three hours? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And if you get a thousand people to do that, or two thousand people to do that, or if you can get five, up to five thousand people to do that, I mean, I don't know. A Boston Sports Journal, which I think is boring, has like eight thousand subscribers. I mean, then I see. I didn't know that. Right. Which is why I didn't know the number. If that's got eight thousand, I would imagine you would trounce that. Well, I don't even know. But if you get, but if you're, you're I'm on just your basically own, on the right. passion of your guys. Right. Fans, if you're you know on your I mean? own and you yeah. get and you're doing four dollars a month and it's five thousand, well, figure it out. By the time you're done with everything, you're still making a pretty nice living and you get to do what you want to do. Or, by the way, it's a total failure and everybody says, well, "Wait a minute, I pay for Hulu, I pay for Sirius, I pay for Netflix, I pay why for am I going to pay for HBO, I pay yeah. for fucking, I can get." 
Glenn Orbey and Jerry Callahan for free. Not as good. I, maybe even say a diehard fan of mine, but still pretty good. Why the fuck am I going to do that? Right. So I don't know. I, it's in, it's an interesting model. I think you're right that Glenn wasn't the right guy to do it. It had to be because he somebody, didn't want to. He might maybe he, he wanted, would be if he put right. it. It seemed like he didn't want to do that unfiltered. But his style is not his style is not unfiltered. Sure. It's a myth. Right, like right, it's right. not. I don't mean that in a bad way. He's a traditional one of the best ever traditional sports broadcaster. Right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you this uh, because the big thing in the news last week was Roseanne and Samantha B. Yeah. Do you guys ever feel uh, hypocritical at all when you kind of? I mean, you kind of have to go after them for that type of stuff. Because well, I don't want them to be fired. I never said Roseanne should be fired. Right. Right. Okay. Absolutely not. But no. I think it's, okay. Right. Right. Um, because I don't that's think what anybody should say be fired, is, Mike. Any first, I mean, I think somebody should be fired if they suck at their job. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I had no problem with what happened to Borges. I didn't call him to be fired, but he sucked at his job and he got called out on it. He got fooled and he got swindled, so he's gone. But do I think Roseanne should be fired? No. Do I live in reality where no no advertiser is going to touch her again? Right. Fair or unfair? Uh, nobody. I don't know if I, that's. I this stuff dies pretty quickly. Like with you, people might have said that about you or Callahan. Right. The thing with Callahan fifteen years ago, people might have said that. Sure, but that wasn't a social media era, right? And there wasn't this long history. You can't trust Roseanne anymore. So let's say after six months, whoever comes back, fucking Coca Cola comes back with Roseanne, and then Roseanne tweets something else again. Something else. You can't, she's crazy. That's the thing. But we live in the world now, where it's like this is how it works, and you know this, I'm sure. So let's get Roseanne fired today. Uh, okay, that's not fair. Uh, we have to get a liberal fired. Let's get Samantha B fired. Right. Well, wait, well, that's not fair. She wasn't as bad. So let's get another conservative fired. Let's find Rush Limbaugh. Let's find Howard Stern. Let's find Kirk Minahan. Let's find some guy in Chicago. Let's find somebody on TV. Uh, let's find some actor. Let's, uh, everyone's thirsty to get everybody fired. And like I say, if you get everybody fired, there's an interesting thought in their head. If you do it, the only person left on radio and television would be Mike Greenberg. <laughs> right. That's it. And then we're fucked. And then right. we're like, and then, and then you're making really making no money because nobody's watching it. Right. Like there's this thirst now. And I get it to some extent. Where you want action to happen. So somebody in their house now has the power with their phone to say, uh, here are the eight people who are the main advertisers for, say, Samantha B. at whatever. You know, pick the eight sponsors. Bludgeon them to death. Great. You win. She's fired. Then what? What, what, what have you really done? Like, right. what have you done? What has changed in your life? You've gotten this person fired. What? I, 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 I don't get this, 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 this rush to do it. Do you think there should be? I think Alec Baldwin said this about Roseanne. Someone, someone said it about yeah. Roseanne. It might have been Baldwin. Um, that there should have been, you know, let Roseanne go on whatever news show, have a debate, let him do an episode about it. But Mike, she's whatever quick, it but, be. But, but, but do you, do you think that's, that would work or not? No, that's pie in the sky. I, I was Baldwin. It's pie in the sky because you're dealing with somebody who's insane. Right. Roseanne thinks the marathon bombing didn't happen. Right. She thinks actors like the Richard family were portrayed by actors. But she also the the thing. If take that out of it, take the conspiracy yeah, but you can't stuff. because she's crazy. I, I understand that, but the conspiracy stuff different thing because they gave her a show b- b- while she was yeah, a conspiracy. Yeah, but, but that wasn't but that but, but that wasn't a big story at the time because she didn't have a show at the time. But my point is the the thing where they're taking this joke and it was a joke whether you found it funny or not it wasn't funny it was an idiotic thing to tweet because I mean to know I guess gonna, it was you have to know that's going to get any trouble but it was a joke. Do you think it was a joke because she's a comedian for a job? Like if it was somebody who was an insurance salesman they tweeted that would you say that's a joke? Uh, I would say they were trying for a joke, and I would say it was dumb if I you're guess. an insurance salesman to tweet. But right. she is a comedian, so there's a different expectation. I guess. But there's also, she was making a joke. There's no debate about that, really. Well, well you I, can debate well, whatever it's, she was it's, it's merits. Right. Well, I think there was but, some, but I do think there's some anger. But there's also a thing with Roseanne where, in the storyline of this show, like her son has a, has a black kid yep, and a yep, transgender yep. child right, and all that stuff, right. where she is progressive in a lot of ways. No question. Maybe, maybe those where we immediately go racist. 
maybe she's not that. She might be a crazy conspiracy theorist nut job. She may not be. But if we give her a chance to kind of explain that before canceling her show and calling her a racist. Sure. Because people might have done the same thing to Jerry and you. Absolutely. But I think that's right. But I think that's just ultimately pie in the sky. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. I think that's be wonderful. That's how, but that's just not how it works. I think advertisers say, you know what? What happens nine months from now when she tweets about this, that, or this, and that? And then what? Then how do we explain it? Do you think the internet will change that at all, where eventually people will be able to just create content themselves? I don't know. All I know is the internet's changed everything. I mean, the internet is the only reason why Roseanne's out of a job or why Samantha Bee got into True. some trouble. Like that, it, she, she did it on the internet, and all the reaction was on the internet. I mean, you saw it with the Parkland shootings. It's, it's absolutely... It's great in a way because it's great for us. It means people are invested and interested in all that. You, you, can't, you can't be upset with it when it's a big part of your job. But it is nuts. I mean, we've dealt with it. We've had, obviously, people harass us. We've had people go after our advertisers. And they bludgeon them to the point where local advertisers who know us a lot and like us, you know, the great people like Milton's and Cumberland Farms and Kaplansky Insurance and Revise Energy and whoever, Buffalo Wild Wings, they're all great. And they say, we listen to the show every day. We know these guys are good guys. We know this isn't true. But if it's a national advertiser, right, just pick a random national advertiser. We'll say Coca-Cola again, just an example. If somebody bludgeons them day after day and says they're racist, they're homophobic, they're xenophobic, they're going to look at it and say, well, we don't know these guys. All right, let's move on to somebody else. That's the way the world works now. It's a scary, scary time. Do you think, uh, has Trump been good for you guys? Do people get sick of it? Awesome. Or has it made no difference? Great. No, great. great. I mean, but I mean, I think if you listen to the show every day, you see we've gone away from Trump while it's getting quieter than But today, obviously, it's a great Trump day. I mean, if Hillary Clinton were president, this story wouldn't be here today. The Eagles would be at the White House. It's right. a great story. When Trump goes nuts on Twitter, it's great. Right. It's entertaining. Do I think it's made the country an angrier place like I've seen some suggest? No, absolutely not. Three years ago, people were batshit crazy on social media. They are now as well. They've, now, people who hate Trump have funneled their Trump hatred and tried to move into other places. Of that, there's no doubt. But not only Trump on his own has made the country any angrier. I, no, I don't. Are you surprised that, especially given, the, you know, not the, just the success of your show, but the climate in general, are you surprised when 98.5 takes shots like, we don't talk politics and infighting and that type of stuff? It's does weird. Does it surprise you or does it, is it's, it, weird. it's not I a mean, tactic, right? Well, it shows that they, like in the past they would ignore us and now they don't. I mean, clearly they, they've made that decision not to. I mean, they're super successful also. All their shows do great. All our shows do right. great. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a weird, I don't know anybody in my life, I really don't. Uh, who only talk about like the game last night or the third line or the bullpen. I just don't know anybody in right. my life who finds that to be stimulating all the time. They choose to. I mean, Felger and Maz do only that. They do very well. Um, <clears throat> you know, but I think Touch and Rich don't. I know Touch and Rich try and act like they're they're, they're, they're weird not, to me. And I've talked about that, this on the they're show. They're not a, a lot. sports show either, though. They, yeah, they were. They were. If anyone, if any show is supposed to be the guys that don't talk sports, you'd think it would be them because well, they, they came were, from a rock. That's what they state. were for a yeah. while, and now they have a lot of guests on. They Pete Abraham, to, which must Pete be mind numbingly oh, boring. I can't even imagine. But yeah. they've decided to go that way. Jeff Howe. They have a lot of guests on, and maybe that's working for them. I don't know. All I know is, and, I, and people get mad here when I say this is our show is not a sports show. Right. It's an issue show. It's a guy show. When the sports is the biggest topic, like today, Trump. In the Eagles is a sports topic. Brady and the Shaughnessy columns is a sports topic. So we did that 90% of the show today. Tomorrow, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what else is going on. If you could do a show with anyone other than Callahan, uh, who would it be? You know, I don't know. You know, Either I, station, obviously. You're right. Uh, or outside, not, not, a, not on a station at all. Maybe I, a young blind man, perhaps. I, maybe. Yeah. I would probably say Jim Murray right now, who I like a lot. I'm glad you said that because I would have thought I would have said the best third guy in on your show would be Jim Murray. Yeah, outside I think of, outside I'd, of I'd who probably probably even rather rather than Jerry to be honest with you. Get fucking old guy <laughs> out of there. Uh, I would probably say Jim. 
who I don't even, I've never worked with. We right. communicate a little bit. We text, you know, sort of book recommendations and documentaries and stuff back and forth. Uh, it's just, seems like it seems like a great guy, and I think he's a really talented guy, and I feel like he's underutilized on that show. I agree, yeah. And I'll say this. I haven't really, I haven't really thought of it and haven't articulated it. When I watch that show, because I listen to everything, I listen to both shows on both stations and all that stuff, I sense some frustration from him now when I watch it. He seems like he feels like he's being underutilized. And that's and I've been there. That's life when you're in the marriage. I mean, yeah. in a successful one, you can only go so far. And I think he must be thinking, well, wait a minute. You know, he sees Maserati, he sees Felger, and he says, those guys are doing great. They're not going to give me any more swings than I'm getting right now. And I'm sure they treat him great. But he's thinking, boy, I wonder if I could do more. And, yeah, I mean, I would say Mutt. Mutt and Jim Murray, I would say, were the two guys that I would want to probably most do show with. What do you think of Maserati? Because I talk about him a lot. Is he a complete character? I don't understand. I don't know. I, think, I feel like he sold his soul now to play some I, I've said that before, screaming. Yeah. And they call, and Chad Finn wrote that story and then said on Twitter that we're 97% fake. And I hear Maserati getting mad about the fucking Red Sox schedule. <laughs> and I'm like, no human being is mad about who the Red Sox play in fucking April. Well, um, the hockey thing is always hilarious to me, too, because I've heard Ordway say that yeah, he, he hates, hated hockey. Right, right. And now he's fucking Mr. Hockey over there. Yeah, so I think there's there's definitely some of that. Uh, but I mean, I think he's. I think his attitude is fuck it. I'm getting paid a lot of money, and it's sure. working. I, I mean, I. I mean, I don't blame him. I couldn't do it every day like that. But he. 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 He manages to and has had some success. But yeah, I, I don't think it's real. So you wouldn't be able to if ESPN said, "Here's a." Uh, no, I talked to ESPN a couple of years blank, ago. Blank check. No, I know. No, no, I'm good. I mean, you know, five million dollars, I'd do it. But a couple of years ago, I went out there, obviously before they brought Max Kellerman on. Uh, and did a tryout one day, and I thought, this is not, I mean, if they offer me a job and $2 million a year, I'll take it, but this yeah. would not be a happy life. I love what I do. I love what I do. I'm frustrated when people get in the way, when management gets in the way. I respect and understand, respect, I don't know. I understand why management has to do it sometimes, uh, and we've had a tough since September with these uh, activists going after us. It's been tough every day, but I do not want to do any other show than this show with Jerry every day. Today I thought was a great show. Yesterday was a great show. When you're on a little bit of a mini roll, you've had some good shows, you feel great. When you have a shitty show, you feel awful. But there's always tomorrow. Yeah, and I learned today that in uh, 300 years, we'll all be one race. Yeah, I'm not really sure Jerry where Jerry said. was going with that, but it was entertaining. <laughs> I liked it. And I do think in the past, with John and Meter, I think that would have been either ignored or they would have said, let's move on from it. Whereas I said, well, wait a minute, let's dive into this and challenge him and say this is fucking stupid yeah. and explain yourself, and that's what we do. When uh, when John Dennis came back over the winter, you guys did a crossover. Yeah, and it was very civil. Well, I, think, I think that dis- it disappointed me. At least. Sure, just but as a listener, but. sure. But I think so. Here's how I looked at it. Right, I looked at it as like I won the war. Like, right. what am I supposed so to do? He's coming to... back to fill in over the holidays. I just finished number one again. I'm about to be off for a week. What am I going to yell at him? About yeah, what? like but like badger this older guy over what? He's coming back. He's filling in on my show. We've had it out, and honestly, John and I actually get along pretty well now. We text every once in a while. I, you know, I, I get a kick out of him now. I was my anger toward John was not so much at John Dennis the person, as John Dennis the radio personality, who was generationally different from me, was really successful for a long time doing the show his way. I didn't want to do it that way, and I wanted to move on. And once I was able to do that, it was there was no anger on my end. So there was no urge to, and I guess this would be better if you had him in for the two hours he's supposed to come in for last week, but. You guys, I mean, you guys still do make fun of him, whether you're angry at him or not. Yeah. So would you want to do that with him in studio? Sure, absolutely, yeah. But right. I, he didn't want to do it. I guess he didn't want to do it last week. As, right. as, 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 when I, and I, you know, I don't know why he didn't why want to. Why was he ever involved if he ended up bailing? Like, well, how did that happen? I don't know. So Jerry was out for a week, and we were trying to have a bunch of different people on. Nobody wants to come out with us anymore. Right. Well, so, one guy does. I'll do it. That's true. Other than you. <laughs> you and salespeople. Um, so we said, uh, you know, I, I guess Joey set it up, and he was going to come in for a couple hours, and he said at the last second he couldn't do it. I just don't think he wanted to deal with 
the heat of two hours of it, which, you know, I, I you know, I, whatever. I understand. I guess it's not easy. I guess it, it fucks with people's lives. This is what they all say. So I, at some point I have to acknowledge there's some truth in it. But I, you do a show, you yell, you scream, you laugh, you get mad, you get over it, you go home, you come back the next day, you do it. It's not, yeah, it's right. not complicated. It's not. I, people get very worried about social media. They're like, well, I have to read bad tweets all day about how I suck. It's like, well, what? Just don't go on Twitter. Or, 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 or laugh at them or don't look at them <laughs> right, or right, mute right. people. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not, that, it's not that difficult. People tweet that they want you to fucking die or they hate your kids or fuck you. Or like, okay, great. Right. You know, good. Okay. I was I called a retard not eight hours ago on Twitter. So. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you just you just laugh. I, I don't know. I just laugh at it. I, I I would say a couple of years ago, I never got mad at it. But a couple of years ago, I would say, I thought about it more than I do now. Now I just it's you just don't. It doesn't. Twitter to me, I'm, I have to admit, I'm starting to get bored with Twitter at this point. I right. feel like Twitter is this endless cycle. Like okay. Yeah. Where does it go? Everybody yeah. has to weigh in. We got it. Here's a story. Here's the next. Same thing as we said earlier with Roseanne and. And so we have to be, okay, who are we moving to next? Where are we, who are we trying to take down next? What's the big story next? Now, it could be great. It could be a great tool. But sometimes you're just like, all right, I'm fucking worn out by it, you know? Um, speaking of checking the uh, tweets and the text lines, what would you like to see happen with the uh, afternoon show, ideally? Does it stay Dale and Keefe? Do they I like, I like bring in see, a third I'd, guy? I'd like to see a third person in there yeah. who makes them uncomfortable. That's all. Who makes them uncomfortable? Yeah. Would I, you would you rather that or because you've alluded to this a couple times? Rather they flip flop with uh, OMF. No, I don't really care about that. I just yeah. I, I just you know because then you just whatever. But I, I but I would rather see them bringing a the third guy who has an attitude and challenges them and makes them uncomfortable. Dale's at his best when he's uncomfortable. And Rich, you know, for all my criticism of Rich, uh, I think he's tried to do some of that more lately. It seems, uh, but it seems to me that Rich has been too comfortable letting Dale make that show entirely Dale's show. Like that show feels like the Dale Arnold show now. That to me doesn't work. Right. You know, so I would I would if I was rich, you're not gonna listen to me, but at some point with John and Jerry, I kinda said, fuck this. I'm gonna make this as much as I can my show. And for a third person coming in like that, I think I did a pretty good job. And Rich now now it's Rich's show. Like there's two people. It's not three people. Right. Michael and his, Dale. Yeah, his name's on it. Michael's gone, right. Rich is now should be co-owner of that show, and it doesn't feel like that. It feels like he's renting from Dale, who owns the show. Do you think there's ever an opportunity for, because I think a guy that would fit in is Alex Reamer. Is there ever a chance of that happening? I hope so. Yeah. I, I think Reamer has served his time. I mean, this is now been five months, yeah, six months almost, since he called Brady's kid a pissant, which yeah, was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the punishment is, you know, has now exceeded the crime. Yeah. Far exceeded the crime. Absolutely. I had Alex on the podcast a few weeks ago. I would love to have Alex back on the show, no problem. I'd love to have Gary back on the show. Tomasi's welcome back on the show. But yes, I think Alex should be. Have you had Alex on here yet? No. Oh, he would do it. He'd do it for what sure. It? Yeah, absolutely. See, I w- well, for a while I wasn't sure because uh, oh, he's, I think the first episode I did was uh, I was going to talk about Re- it was the day the Reamer thing happened, right. and I got a panicked call from Rob Bradford. Just, uh, just, uh, to please, oh, please don't talk about. It. <laughs> Well, don't listen to people like that. I mean, that's how I got successful. Well, they you... here, my, it was my first ever episode, so they just would, and they were editing it at the oh, time. Okay, now we well, edit it, okay? But they just wouldn't have put it up if yeah. I did it. Well, so. yeah, Alex will definitely do it now, no question. But yeah, I, I, I mean, no, yes, um, I think it is time. I think it's time for Alex to be back at the station. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And and you know, fucking Reamer, we're the same age. He's technically a guy standing in my way, but I'm True. still saying he should absolutely be on the air. He's a talented kid. He's a polarizing figure. There's not a lot of them. Um, I mean, how many polarizing figures do you say there are on the radio in this market now? You, Jerry. Yeah, Felger to a much different extent. Yeah, no, I think people. I guess that's true. But I don't. I don't. Really in see in, it, in just yeah. the sports world, it would be Felger. Yeah, not a lot. And that, that's pretty much it. That's I what guess. I mean. Yeah. Not a lot, right? Yeah. So I mean, he could be one. Is there the the casting couch? Yeah. Do you think it really matters that 
only mud is there, essentially. You know, we've done this. We've gone over this. We get daily ratings. We look at them, and there's no proof that any cast and coach member is ever factored into the ratings. Does it matter to you, though? Would you rather do it with the rotating guys? Sometimes. I think I, Jerry and I, I don't think, did enough shows by ourselves at the beginning. Because I think it's actually, like, today's show I think was really good. Our, our shows lately, the two of us, have been better than a year ago, the two of us. Uh, but, yeah, I would like you know two or three times a week to bring somebody in. I mean, it's kind of good for us, and it kind of loosens us up. It gives us somebody to play off of. Give somebody to make fun of. So, yeah, I think we, if we could have Mutt and one more, maybe have the, that person on once or twice a week, Mutt on, and then Jerry and I, I think would be fine. I, I only need five people. I three, Two or three I think would be good. All right, I know you got to get out of here. No, that's fine. I got a few minutes. You're good. Okay, cool. Uh, I wanted to ask, is there any chance – Am I an absolute no? How many times are you going to like allude Hint to this? this? Yes. Until I just well, ask. I mean, well, I mean, I would, I'm asking now. Here's what so, I'm going to do yeah. from a Jerry Callahan perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? Like, who is he? Right. Like, why? Right. You know? But who was Alex Reamer when you had him on? Who True. Who was Lucy Burge when you had her on? Well, I, yeah, but, I, I understand, right. but but you had her on. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So who are these guys? Well, she worked for the show, too, though. I work for the company. I guess. <laughs> uh, I do a I, podcast on the website. I'd say make, I, I realize uh, it's I'd say to you, man. Make but, some yeah. news. Make some news. Yeah. You know, make some news. Cause some trouble. If you cause some trouble, you'll get in there. Now, I will say this. I have about 10 times the Twitter followers that Patrick Gilroy has. Yeah. So well, when I'm lumped in, last week I hear uh, Mutt suggest me and Gilroy, and Curtis goes, no and no. So if I'm in the same category as Patrick You're Gilroy, in trouble? I'll lose my fucking mind. <laughs> well, like I said, do something. Gilroy, yeah. at least Gilroy did a dumb thing with his dog. And Gory came in during the snow. I'm like you. He came in during the blizzard. You, you, were not, you didn't have the guts to drive in the blizzard, right? Yeah. So you, you, had, you had the yeah. guts to do it. First of all, I, that was the worst day of my fucking life. I mean, if you're blind that day and you I drive, in, no one else on the road. I was in Connecticut. You could drive. <laughs> now, that's a good idea. Right. That's but what I was, I'm saying. I was fucking begging people. And then the worst thing was, uh, I hear you. I had time. Uh, I had to be at work at like 7 in the morning, so I yeah. heard the first half hour of the show at least. Right. And I heard you say, uh, uh, you know. It, if if we offered it to you and you didn't make it, that's it. Yeah, it's right. not happening again. And Callahan says, does anyone have any ambition? And I'm fucking sobbing, looking out the 25th floor window of my hotel, thinking yeah, about listen, jumping. Listen, listen. I mean, you know, I would the old Kirk Minnie would have driven through that storm. Absolutely. Gotta, <laughs> I don't have a license, goddammit. You're going to want it. How blind are you? <laughs> I am. Uh, what per- is there a percentage? Or, it's what is gotten it? a lot worse. Are you going to be totally blind at some point? N- so they told me it wouldn't get any worse from when I was in high school. Okay. And that has been uh, untrue. So how blind are you? People ask me that, and I don't know how to well, describe well, it. I don't know. what's the, uh, So I'm 100% not blind. And <laughs> right. uh, Helen Keller was 100% blind. Right. Are you closer to her or me? Uh, I would say I think closer to you because I've yeah. only seen how I see, and I can see you, and I can get around without a fucking cane or a dog. And right. I walked. I live two miles away. I walked here. Okay. So I, I would say I'm closer to you, but I- uh, I used to say like I could get away with driving a car, but I just legally I can't get a license. Now it's not. No I'd chance. fucking kill people. It would be no, zero chance. Jesus. Yeah. So what are you doing for a living? I work here. I, I do part time shit here, and then I do a little other part time shit, and that's about it. That's it. I make what, I make enough to fucking scrape by. What's your I'm goal? Trying to, what's your goal long term at the station? I mean, unrealistically, doing what you do. Okay, but I'm saying like you know, there's an in between. Like, right. what's your next stop? Gonna uh, be? My next, I, I've and I've messaged uh, Zarbano and Curtis about this and gotten zero response. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a fucking pipe dream, but I like to do nights, weekends, whatever I can get on the air doing. And uh, it's you've had, been rejected, uh, so ignored, ignored, ignored. No, yeah. no response at all. 
Uh, no. Well, <laughs> the the closest thing I got to a response was I asked Ken about it, and he said I have nothing to do with that. Ask Curtis. <laughs> so I asked Curtis, and I got nothing. That's not a good sign. <laughs> and then uh, you're young. I, you got time. You got yeah. time. You got time. You am got time. I? Let me ask you this though. Mm-hmm. Am I completely? Have people listened to me and said I'm completely untalented, or is it just that no one would know who I am? I gotta be honest. The yeah. name has never come up. Okay. Yeah. See, that's good. I think. Well, it came not- up. That well, that that was what I wanted because when Ken texted me. I was like about doing the morning show. Right. I was like, well, at least my name came up in some sense. Oh, that's true. That's true. But it's never come up in the sense of like, you know, he sucks. Having me on regular. Okay. Right. There's no, there's been no thought yet. Like, that I makes me feel I a like Jerry knows who you are, I don't think. Okay. So that's I, good. I, I wouldn't expect him to. Which is a good thing, I'm right. saying. But right. So the, the thought that's always been in my mind when I hear Curtis say like, absolutely not, is that there's been some sort of discussion where, where Mutt or Ken or someone you're knows me too much importance, out. Mike. Say it again. I think you're giving yourself too much importance. You're assigning yourself too much. No, they, Jerry uh, doesn't know. We don't know who you are. Oh, I know that. Yeah, you're, but you but you do know who I am. You say hi, Mike, when you see me in the hallway. No, you know I, what that's, I mean? but that's different. You know, I, I understand. Mean. Yes, I think you're only bringing me on here ultimately to ask me this question. Oh, 100. percent Yes, that's yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fine. I, 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 I set it up with a half hour. I respect ambition. Softball. Yeah, I respect ambition. <laughs> and then wanted to beg you to come on the show. I got no problem with that. And as I always say, it is a for guys your age, man. There's not a lot out there. So if you're going to be an asshole and cause trouble, you're going to make a living. That's yeah. it. And if you're talented, so I think you, I think you have a chance. Well, now, would you grade me based on this interview? Do you think I've I've got some some chops or no? Uh, <laughs> tough. I mean, I think I think you're a fan of mine. Sure, yeah. Which I think makes it difficult, right? So I, I, don't, um, I think but I, would say I, 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 I sense some... I sense a fear a fear of challenging me. Which no, I, not at all. Which I think I'm I totally kind of challenge to. you with the the Roseanne and Samantha B shit. Yeah, my, I would call it a mild challenge though. Well, because like, I I agree with you in a sense. Right. right? What are you going to do if advertisers? That's why I defended. I mean, that's the real world. I mean, I hate to say it. I, I like right. I said, I would love. Talk, I don't want anybody to fire for what they say. Or well, think. that's why I defended the company on the Reamer thing because usually I'm, I'm I say, you know, just <laughs> fucking defend your talent. Ta- defend it. I well, I didn't right. get to it was it was a deleted episode. Oh, was, but the way right. I did it uh, I, to thin air was that uh, usually I say defend your talent if you believe in them, let them kind of say what they want. But th- with the Brady thing, that's a business deal. Right, where you huge, you offended one person. That's a huge, where if he leaves, massive it's a different investment thing. for the. I mean, you're t- talking seven figure right. stuff with the company. I mean, you can't. And Reamer, as good as he is right now, is worth zero dollars to the company. Sure. So that's just. I mean, that's. I mean, when you, when but you Roseanne all, is not. Roseanne is worth a lot more, and that's why well, I think you know, but, but, companies but, like that should but, defend their but, talent. But is a Roseanne more. post-tweet is she worth that much? No, she's not. Uh, but that's the thing; these I'm things you, Mike, die, today, and I don't know. Not like that. So Roseanne was what's the biggest story in the country. Uh, what day was? Early Roseanne last was the, week, Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, By yeah. Thursday, you would have had thirty companies that weren't suspending that leaving. Roseanne. But other, but wouldn't other companies have substituted? Maybe like not who? the exact same money. No, that's but that's what but that's what the matter. But the other thing is, like I said. Like, Reamer's, for all of us, is not actually insane. Roseanne's actually insane. Right. She believes the marathon, like I said, was done by actors. So when you get... And we dealt with those people after the bombing. We took calls from those people. They're fucking nuts. Like, they're just crazy. Sure. And now, now that's Tom Werner's fault and ABC's fault for getting back into bed with somebody who's crazy. Well, that's my problem with it is you do a show with her for 10 years, yeah, you take 20 the years ago, and you, then you bring her back. Right. She was that person the whole time. Absolutely. This ra- the, the racist tweet was course. different. And, and, but and a if month you're going to blame the conspiracy stuff, I think that's crazy because she's always been there. I blame the conspiracy stuff. I'm just saying you're dealing with a crazy person. That's all. Sure. But I would say that, you know, uh, 20 years ago we were reading about how crazy Roseanne was. And a month ago with the up- upfronts at ABC, they were joking about how crazy her Twitter was, the ABC people. So it was all a big joke until they got her in trouble. And then everybody, you know, shits their pants and, and covers their ass. Well, there's also a thing of now if you if you t- 
tweet defending Trump, people say you're crazy. Of course. No, Kanye West, Kanye West. Oh, Kanye West, uh, before the slavery thing. That was obviously right. crazy. Was but before that, all he really said was, I think Trump's doing a good job. Yes. And people called him an insane man. And by the way, I think Trump's doing a good job. I didn't right. vote for him. I think he's doing a good job as president of the United States. I think he's insane. I think his, Trump's, uh, his tweets are, are, are fucking totally nuts. But as a president so far, he's done a good job. And people... Don't want people don't Americans don't want that. Some don't want that to be true. They don't want the president to do a good job, which is, you know, yeah, it's a world we live. And in. The, the real reason I can't totally go in on you on the Roseanne thing is that it is Disney. If it was a no, different if it was a different company, I'd say, right. OK, but it's it's fucking Disney. They're no, not exactly. going to defend anything. All right, what else um, you got? Any, any other radio <laughs> gossip? What do you got? A few more questions. I'll get out of here. I'll leave you alone. What else? All right, got? let's see. Anything else? Um... No, I say you those notes right by your face before. Me? Yeah. No, no. The notes are all up here. Oh, they okay. do me no good. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, Tangway. I wanted to ask you about Tangway. What about him? Is there? First of all, what is is is, is he? A, does he have any ambition? Is that all? A he has bit, no ambition. Or he, has he just no doesn't ambition. care anymore. No, clearly has no ambition. Yeah. But he. Uh, but he's a friend. But it of mine. seems like when he's gone from the show for a while, he misses it. He misses it. He definitely misses it. So does that? You know, what's funny the, is he misses the attention, anyways. Yeah, I think yeah. that's more. I mean, you know, he's on that show now. Nobody watches, and it gets no buzz. You know, nobody ever tweets about it or talks about it. He knows that. I'm not sure he even really cares. But it's funny. Like I think if you, I did ask Trenny. Trenny left. I think mostly because of me. The Tomasi thing is mostly because of me. Um, when Alex left the first time, a lot of it was because of me. The Tangway thing is Tangway likes doing the shows of me. He doesn't like working with Jerry that much. Why is that? He Why just is... feels like Jerry's angry and adds tension to the room. He like he, he likes when he he and I do shows together and goof around and dick around and all that stuff. But Callahan does that with him too, to an extent. To right? an extent, to an extent. But there's but Jerry, I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't get it either. But I, you know, do I do I think Gary will be back on the show at some point? I do. Yes, I do. Do you think Trenny, to an extent, has a Trenny... lack of ambition? Because no, 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 Trenny doesn't lack for ambition at all. No, then no, why no, no, no. doesn't Quite she want to do the morning show? She doesn't want to fight. She's afraid of it. I think she thinks her friends in the Boston Globe world and the liberal world think that she's part of with these angry guys, and she's sick of dealing with it. That's what I think. But if she comes in and fights you guys, wouldn't the view be? Yeah, as opposed to going on shows in the green. Yes, but, <laughs> right. But she doesn't, and she and she did fight, and I thought she was really good. But she doesn't lack for ambition. Absolutely not. But she didn't want to deal with it anymore. And that's, you know, I always say this. If you don't want to come on the show, I, I'm not going to drag you. I don't, fuck, I don't want to deal with somebody who doesn't want to be here. Why? I, I, I don't get that. You know? Yeah. All right, Kirk. Well, uh, you've given me some good advice today. Really? All right, Mike. Like well, I said, I, I only I, had you on to, to beg you to do the show. I'll call well, uh, I'll call someone to piss in over the next couple of months. Why don't you, you know, your best road right now, yeah. I think, is to badger, badger these people and putting you on at that 10 to midnight show. When, when, oh, I asked for that. Here. Well, I was doing weekly with uh, Arcan. I was doing that every you week. You yeah, Arkan was having me on once a week. How was that going? Good. Yeah. We were starting to kind of develop. I, I like Arkan. He's okay. Um, so we were kind of starting to develop a little chemistry. Yeah, he's a good and then guy. He, and then he left because they, they wanted him to do six days a week here without right. offering a contract or something like that. Right, right, right. Um, so we left. And that's when I messaged Arbano, I think the second time, about, hey, I've been on this show. Is there any chance I could get some sort of an audition? I didn't say just give me the show. I said I'll audition for okay. it, whatever I got to do. And I just got no response. And that's the last time you messaged him. Um. Okay. Well, I talk think about the Kurt, I think I included him on the message with Curtis. Well, how long that was? Ago. What five months ago? Uh, two. Well, it was after I started this podcast. So okay. So March. talk about lacking ambition. I mean, why aren't you doing it every week? See, that, that, that's what I wonder. Is I worry. I worry about. I worry. Am I then? I am. I, am I the, the guy? Crazy that guy. Annoys them. Yeah. Am I insane? Am I? Well, find the right date. It's not every three months. I'd say two weeks, three okay. weeks. Go in there, poke your head in, and say, "Hey, you know, I'm just trying to do this. What can I do? Well, I'll do anything you want. I have this podcast." I'll fill in here. You want me to do a weekend with? I'll be the third guy in with those guys. I'll do it for an hour. All right. I'll do anything. You know, when I yeah. when I started doing this, you know, whenever 
I would do any weekend shift you could find. I'd do anything, absolutely anything you can hand me. Yeah. Never say Which no. Which is exactly what I would do, yeah. Yeah, you never say no until you get to the point where you kind of have to say no. And then it's, you know, of course yeah. I'm saying yes to this, so what the fuck am I to say? <laughs> You'll do anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Mike. Kirk, thank you very much, Buddy, man. Anytime. I I'm appreciate it. See you. And uh, as always, you can subscribe on iTunes and all that horseshit that I say every week. Thank you again, Kirk. Goodbye. You've been listening to Trash Talk with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, a presentation of WEEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.